Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. And the good thing is is that money's in this place this morning. And where is it? In our pockets, in our bank accounts, in our wallets, amen? In every, every single one of us. I want to throw this out, and I'm, and I'm almost fearful to throw this out at the beginning because you might be tuned off for the rest, but that's not a mature church. We're a mature church. I believe this month God can bring in to this church, for this need specifically, we need $25,000. How many know a lot of cars out in the parking lot are worth more than $25,000 that we're driving? That's great. Hello. Just one car. $25,000 for all this. We, we added it up, and the other, Chris gave me a number last night that was almost 20, and the reason I'm saying 25 is because we have uh, expenses that are not taken in there for Harvest Fest uh, for th- and, and, and some advertising for YouTube. I believe we're going to have to spend some money to get viewers. So how many could believe with me right now, and I believe you're going to believe it more by the time the message is over, that through us, God can bring in that 25000 this month? How many believe that? This month. Now, this is not a financial message. Don't be, don't be scared. I'm not going to ask for pl- promises. I'm not going to take up an offering after. I'm going to give you a word from God, and then you're going to catch it or miss it. Hopefully you catch it. Tell, say, tell somebody next to you again, it's harvest time. Let's read Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Watch what this says. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. This is Noah coming out of the flood. Right after he comes out of the flood, he is, is uh, starting life over. Remember, God destroyed the earth by water. And it says this, this powerful principle right here. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. That's another title I could have put for the message. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. See, he gives it to both of us. Amen. Winter and summer. And day and night shall not cease. That's, a, that's what's called in the Bible a principle. That is fact. You ever heard somebody say facts? That's fact. Okay? This is something that's going on all the time. Nothing grows without a seed. Nothing happens without seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Okay? Now, there is an unchanging principle here called sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. How many know that you cannot reap a harvest? Let's put that background back up for a second. You cannot reap a harvest. And the reason we chose this is it's a lot of tractors. Destiny was working on a great background that had one. I said, no, let's use that one that's got a lot of tractors. Because I believe a lot of people are going to catch this. And a lot of people are going to get involved. And a lot of souls are going to come in. So we need a lot of tractors to get all the harvest. But you don't get to that point right there where you're harvesting. And how many know we're in the time of harvest right now? That's the time of year. And you don't get to the point of harvest if you don't sow seed. Can you imagine a farmer going out during harvest season, getting in his tractor and going to his land and trying to harvest a land that he had not sown any seeds into? That would be ridiculous, right? So there's an unchanging principle of sowing and reaping. Now write down in your notes Mark chapter 4. And later on for homework, I don't want to take the time this morning to read the whole thing. I want you to read Mark chapter 4 verses 1 to 20. And I'll just tell you what it is. It's called the parable of the sower and the seed. Seed and the sower. 
Many of you have probably heard of it. And, and you'll, you'll recognize it more as I say this. It's where the Bible talks about and Jesus talked about seed would be sown. Some would fall on hard ground. Some the thorns would get it. Some the sun would dry it up. And then other fell on good ground and it brought forth a harvest. How many remember that, that parable? And so in that parable, here's an interesting thing to think about. Out of all the seeds sown, we saw four types of ground. And the Bible tells us only one type of ground reaps a harvest, which is obviously the good. The good. I see that as, 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 as see, sowing seed into the ground for souls this month. And remember that I mentioned to you before I mentioned anything else, tracks and Jesus cards. Tracks and Jesus cards. Those are called seeds. Okay? And when you sow those, the Bible tells us that 75% of those seeds are going to be rejected. 75% of those seeds are not going to bring forth fruit. Only 25%. And you know what? If you think about it, that's probably... A, we know Jesus knew what he was talking about. That we sow seeds and we talk to people and, and you know, it may be a possibility that only 25% of this world is saved. If that much. Amen? If that much. And so we need to understand that when we sow that seed, we got to throw a lot of seed out. A lot of seed. I put some seed out this week, and this is talking about the opportune. Rain was coming, and I bought some rye seed for my rye, for, for rye grass for the winter, and I had to get out there and sow that seed in the ground and put that, get it in that little machine and walk around and throw seed. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of seed. But I know by faith and, and natural power and God's power that grass will come out of that for the winter. But you have to go out and sow, and you have to do it at an opportune time, and that's when that rain comes and puts water on the ground to put that seed into the ground to help it grow. So these are things we've got to understand. But then at the end of verse 20, I am going to put that up. Watch what this says. Verse 20 of Mark chapter 4. To not read the whole thing. Do we not have that? But these are the ones, watch this, sown on good ground. That's my fault for not putting in there. These are the ones sown on good ground. And those who hear the word, tell the person next to you, hear the word. That's key. And accept it, that's key. And bear fruit. Now, then he says, some will bear 30-fold, some will bear 60-fold, and some will bear 100-fold. So a return will come off of those seeds, some 30, some 60, some 100. We don't have any control over the, how much return we get. That's God because the Bible says God is the God who brings increase. The Bible says some, some water, some plant, others water, and God brings the increase. So we understand that there is a return or a harvest from that. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 9 and look at the admonition of Jesus. Jesus, by the way, is the one who's speaking this to us, not me. This is, this is Jesus telling us through the Holy Spirit that we are in a Kairos moment. That we know time is short and we must work while it is day. And Jesus said this. He went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness. And by the way, would you say that word with me, kingdom? We are in the kingdom of God. We are not in the kingdom of this earth. We are in the kingdom of God. You have to understand the difference in separation between earth and kingdom. 
We are in God's kingdom. We are in God's economy. We are in God's protection. We're under God's divine hand. We are on this earth, but we're not of this earth. Tell the person next to you, we're special. We're special. We're God's kingdom on this earth. And he says, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. That's the day we're living in today. Verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, many of you have heard this, but this is the key this morning. The harvest truly is plentiful. The word of the Lord this morning is Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. I have a harvest that is plentiful for you this month. And listen, I want you to pay attention to the fact that I'm saying this month. And anybody that's ever been in our church for long enough, and many of you have been here since the beginning, know I've, I, I, I don't believe I've ever preached a message where I was believing for a harvest in one month. I don't believe I have. I believe this is a Kairos moment. This isn't a message I've ever preached. I've never, I've honestly, in all the years I've preached, I've never felt the anointing that I feel on this right now of what God is going, about to do. And we're going to be amazed. And see, it's saying something that if it was true then, how true do you think it is today? The harvest is truly plentiful, but what's the problem? The laborers are few. That's the problem. We, we have a harvest in Denton, Texas, Crum, Texas, uh, Sanger, Texas, Louisville, Texas, Ponder, Prosper, all these cities around us, Corinth. We have a harvest waiting, but God says, I need my church to go get them. I need my church to go out to get them and bring the harvest in. They're there, but the laborers are few. That's always been a problem. How many believe this month we could all become laborers? All of us could become laborers. That nobody would be sitting on the bench. Nobody would be watching, but we'd all be participating in some way or another. We'd all be laborers. And then he goes on to say in the next final verse, Therefore, watch this, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his what? This morning, church, I am praying as the pastor of this church for laborers for the harvest. I am praying for you right now. I've been praying for you right now that you would catch what I've caught, that you would get what I have in my spirit, and that it would come alive in your heart and you would participate. That was the, or respond, amen, to this. And I know we're going to, amen. I know we're going to respond because we have the most amazing church in the world. We're going to respond in every way. There's two types of harvest I want to talk about this morning. I've mentioned them both. One is a harvest of spiritual things. And they, they, and they go hand in hand. One is a harvest of spiritual things, meaning we're going to get see people saved, and that's going to be a spiritual harvest. But I also believe, and I'm going to get to this a little later. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I also believe that God has a financial harvest for us. That ought to excite you. That ought to excite you. A, a spiritual harvest and a financial harvest. And I believe that they go hand in hand, as I just said. Now let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. This entire chapter is great, but I'm going to pick up in verse 6. This all ties together. He says, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. How many want to be soul winners? 
How many want to have a crown when you get to heaven? You can't get a crown or win souls if you don't plant seeds. You cannot expect a harvest of souls if you don't get those Jesus cards out of your car. They're great that they're in your car. Thank God they got from the welcome center to your car. Hallelujah. But they don't do anything in your car. Just like if you need some green grass in your house and you're like, man, why is my grass not growing? Oh, I forgot it's still in the truck. Hello? Amen. I'm just saying, we, we want to harvest, but we got to work. So we need to put seeds out. So you understand the principle here is, if I sow a little, I'll get a little. But if I sow a lot, I'll get a lot. How many like a lot more than little? For most things. Unless it's headaches or, or scrapes or pain or whatever, right? But we, most of the time, a lot's better than a little. And if you sow a lot of seeds and you take a lot of Jesus cards and you take a lot of tracks and you, and you start getting them out of your car and into your hand and in your pockets and into the waitress or the supermarket or the gas person or, or the neighbor and you start sowing some seeds, the Bible says not, you might not, not that you might reap, but you will reap. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let's keep reading. So let each one of one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves. Now, this is, an, this is interesting. All of a sudden, he is talking about giving something. This part is the financial part. goes hand in hand with the spiritual. Sowing seeds. I was, I'm talking about tracts. But then now in this verse, he goes about giving and being a cheerful giver. And then what the next verse says. And God is able to make all the grace abound to you that you, watch this, always having all sufficiency in all things. How many would like to have all sufficiency in all things? May have an abundance for every good work. See, God wants to bring a harvest in financially and spiritually so we have an abundance and so we have more than enough and we can do anything and everything we want to do for the kingdom of God. Let's keep reading. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now, this is important. May he, who's he? God, who supplies seed to the sower. I want you to see that there. He, now, may he who supplies seed to the sower, meaning God will put it in your hand. He'll supply the seed so that you can sow it. And bread for food. Do you see there in this verse that I'm reading right now, the spiritual and the financial? Spiritual and financial. Bread for food. So there's, there's the financial, there's the physical, there's the needs that we have as people. And it says, and supply and multiply the seeds you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, this is very important. Look back at that part where it says, and have sown. And have sown. I can't tell you enough. We're not going to get a harvest physically or spiritually or financially if we don't sow. We, we can understand the concept and we can say, I believe that works and that sounds good. But you're not going to get anybody saved no matter how hard you pray if you don't pull the track out. You can pray all week long, fast all week long, but if you don't pull that track out and witness, it's possible 
I'm not saying it's impossible because anything's possible, that people are just going to run up to you and say, hey, 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 please stop everything you're doing right now. Talk to me about God. Share the gospel with me and please pray with me before we do anything else. I need Jesus. I believe that can happen. It would be awesome. But how many know that's not likely? Just being real. But when you pull the track out and you sow the seed, then God can do something. So he says, sow the seed. Now, verse 11. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality. See, that's interesting, huh? While you are enriched in everything for all liberality. He means he wants to give you stuff that you can have to give. Which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And here's why we need financial seed. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, that's us and you, but it's also abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. And their, by their prayer for you, who long for you because of the exceeding grace in you. And look at this. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Amen. Amen. Church, it's obvious that to do anything in... How many came in a car this morning? How many came in... Did anybody not come in a car? I think, no, I don't think anybody walked, right? So everybody drove. How many know you have to put gas in your car to get here? How many know everything in life costs money? And so we can have a harvest waiting for us. And I want you to understand this. Too. I was telling Carl this on the way in to church this morning. It's very important that we understand as a church and you understand that we need to be given the opportunity to sow. We need to be given the opportunity. Let me give you an example. If someone was to donate, and this has never happened, but it would be super awesome. I've always prayed for it. If someone would to donate a million dollars to our church... I want to give a million dollars to Victory World Outreach Den. If someone were to do that, and we had a million dollars sitting in the bank, how many know we got a lot of things we want to spend that million dollars on, starting with the wall behind us? We have lots of things, but I want, to, I want you to understand something. If somebody gave us a million dollars in this house, and we had it sitting in the bank, we would still do this this morning. Why? Because you are going to miss out on the opportunity to sow seed. Did everybody get that? It's the opportunity for your, per because here's the thing. If someone gave a million dollars to this church and we could just say, hey, we got the money in the bank. Let's just, let's just buy this equipment. And, and that would honestly truly be my heart. I would love to never have to even mention this stuff, but I would be robbing you of a blessing. Because the person who gave that million dollars is the one getting the blessing. And you would miss out. Does that make sense? So when we do this, an opportunity like this to sow seed, to be a part of this money we need this month to do a harvest. It's not about whether or not we have or don't have the money. It's about an opportunity to sow seed so you can reap a personal harvest. And I, I've never felt so strongly about what I'm telling you this morning. Because anybody that knows me knows we are not a name it and claim it church. And this is not a name it and claim it message. But the bottom line is seed is real. And it's a principle that we read in Genesis 8. Right? Now, how many have ever heard of Oral Roberts? Let me see your hand if you've ever heard of Oral Roberts. 
He was a man mightily used in healings. He was one of the first people to do tent crusades, and God used him tremendously in healings. Died a few years ago in, at an old age and had a tremendous ministry. I want to tell you a quick story that I heard about him that was, I'm always amazed at how the Holy Spirit works. He threw this in front of me, and I heard just this little clip. It was just a short little clip. And he was pastoring a church with his wife. I don't know at what age. I believe he was pretty young. And they were just scraping to get by. Just not even paycheck to paycheck. Just tough. He said at that time it was $50 a week. That's hard for us to even imagine, amen? But $50 a week is what he was making. And he said he had a lot of farmers in his church. And so one Saturday night into Sunday morning, like this morning, he gets a knock on his door at 4 o'clock in the morning. He gets up and goes to the door, and it's one of his farmers in the church. He says, Pastor, can I come in and talk to you? He says, yes, of course. And he lets them in, and they go sit down. He says, my farm is dying, and I am in trouble, and I'm going to lose my farm. I'm, I'm, I'm in dire straits, and I'm going to lose this farm. And he says, I want to give you something. And he pulls out of his pocket four $100 bills. Now, today, that would be thousands, okay? And he pulls out four $100 bills. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, that's twice what his salary was for the month. And he pulls them out, and he, he, he tells his wife later, I don't know if I had ever held a $100 bill. I definitely had never held four, <laughs> ever. But he said something so powerful. This farmer gave it to him, and he said, Pastor, this is not an offering. This is seed. He said, this is seed for my farm. And I'm giving this by faith that when we put this into the kingdom of God and I put this into your hand, this is going to bring forth a harvest that's going to save my farm. And so he went, told his wife, couldn't wait for his wife to wake up to tell him what had happened. And he told his wife and she said, can I have one of those hundreds to buy groceries? And she, he said, yes. He said, go buy the whole store. Go buy everything you want. Gave her 100. Took the other 300 and put it into the church. That man's farm was miraculously saved. But on top of that, Oral Roberts says that when he, uh, within a few days, his car that they were driving that was broken down, falling apart, was on the side, uh, on the side of the road, got to towed back to the house. And his neighbor, while he was cutting the grass, came over and said, I noticed you haven't been driving your car. Is it messed up? He said, yeah, it's not, I can't, it's not working. It's, I can't fix it. He says, tomorrow morning, I want you to show up at the dealership that I work at, and we're going to give you a brand new car. And he said that moment turned his life around for his ministry, for him personally, and for that farmer. But the thing that stuck out to me the most, church, was that farmer is the one, you know, he, you would think that a pastor might have made that up. It was the farmer who said, this is seed. Who understands seed better than a farmer? And he said, I've got to sow this seed. And who, it, I don't know, we don't know in the details if that was his last $400 or the, if he went and sold everything he had to get the $400. I don't know where it came from, but he sowed that seed and God did a miracle. And I want you to understand this month, church, Physically, spiritually, and financially, everything we're going to see is going to be supernatural. Supernatural. How many believe that? Now watch this. There's a powerful principle. I've got to push through this part in 
Joseph's life in Genesis 41. You can read that later. But how many remember that he had a dream, or sorry, Pharaoh had a dream, and Pharaoh wanted it to be interpreted, and at this time he was actually in prison, and he interpreted the dream, and what the dream was, to make it simple, was he said, I see a time coming. I want you to really pay attention to this part. Really focus right now. He said, I see a time coming in this dream, as he's interpreting it, that there's going to be seven years of blessing, and then there's going to be seven years of famine. It's exactly what he told Pharaoh. And Pharaoh put Joseph over his stuff, over his land, okay? And so he starts to take care of it. And so again we see here, the principle is a principle of sowing and reaping. If you read that story, they begin to sow and sow and sow. And I want to read to you what what they do here. It's the principle of God supernaturally, listen, pay attention to this, providing during difficult times... Because we're in the, key, the financial kingdom of God and God's financial provision. Did you catch that? This is a principle of God supernaturally providing during difficult times. Do not take this as a scare or, or fear or anything else. But I'm going to tell you something that I believe with all my heart. If you trust me and believe that I hear from God at all, difficult economic times are coming. If you believe me at all, I believe that from everything that I'm studying and the things that are going on in the world and what we've been preaching. Now, I want to say this too, though. I don't know if we'll be here for the worst part of it. Well, we won't be here for the worst part. I don't know. But I am going to tell you that it could be soon. Has anybody in here heard of the Great Reset? It's a, you can Google it later. Please don't do any of this now during the message because the devil will distract you to go find something else. And sometimes I don't even want to say that stuff, but I'm telling you, this is facts. There's going to be a great reset, and, it, and it's coming from the World Economic Forum that has been formed. And they are saying we are not, not only is the United States in trouble financially, the whole world is. Every country in the world has crazy debt, and we're printing money that doesn't exist. There's nothing to back it up. And I've been telling you for months and even years in our prophetic uh, messages about the end times that difficult times are coming and there could be another economic crash. I believe it will be worse than anyone we've seen. Stock market and everything else. Can I say this again? I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm telling you like Joseph told Pharaoh. Out of the word of God. How many know God will speak to us first before he speaks to the world? He's speaking to our church. And and you might think, well, how in the world are you so excited? Because I serve a God, like Dwayne said at at the prayer time, that is almighty. I serve a God who's supernatural. I serve a God who says that we're not of this world. And we have a a financial kingdom that has nothing to do with with the world's. And we have provision that comes supernaturally from God. So read all that later. Now watch this. Genesis 20. I'm beginning to close right here. Genesis 21. I really want you to see this. Genesis 21, verse, sorry, 41, verse 34. Genesis 41. This is the end of that story. This is, this is something right here where I need you to have ears to hear. I believe the Lord is speaking something to me, but he may not speak it to you. I'm not, I'm not expecting you to do this. I'm telling you what I feel like the Lord's speaking to me. And you pray about it. And that means for anything we're talking about this morning. But in this story, I see something very interesting. He says, let Pharaoh do this. 
Let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. Leave that up for one second. To collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. Does anybody know what one-fifth is? What percentage is one-fifth? Twenty. I, I feel like the Lord is talking to me to trust God for 20% of my tithe in this time. I believe that the Lord wants me to step. Again, I'm only telling you what the Lord's telling me. I'm not telling you you should do it. But I'm seeing something in my own personal life in this story that is there a possibility that God is saying during difficult times coming, should we not sow a little more seed to cover for when the famine comes? So I'm seeing something. I cannot say that enough. I'm not asking who's going to do it. Nobody may do it, but I am feeling led to do that myself, and I'm going to trust God with it because I believe that God is going to hold me in the difficult times that are coming. And it doesn't mean he's not going to hold you if you just keep paying your normal tithe. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you that I believe that there's a spiritual nugget in this verse that I'm seeing for myself, and I'm sharing it with you. Next verse. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Now, do you, know, do you not know that Pharaoh is secular? Pharaoh's not a Christian. He's not a godly man. But God is using him to provide for God's people. Watch this last verse. Then that, then that food shall be, watch this, as a reserve... For the land, for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. Now, if we already saw this last year, what do you think God could do for us this year? Does anybody remember what God did for us in 2020? Financially. Personally and as a church, we saw miracles. Because we did not stop trusting God. We stayed in God's economy, we kept tithing, we kept giving, we kept trusting the Lord. And so I want you to be very prayerful as I close this because I, I want to say one last statement before I, before I pray. Listen closely to what, I, to what I wrote down. This is investing finances by faith into the kingdom of God and trusting and believing that God will take care of us during difficult and sometimes impossible situations. If we trust in our 401k, if we trust in the stock market, if we trust in our own investments, those are all things, church, that have to do with the U.S. dollar. Amen? And I believe that the U.S. dollar is going to fall. I don't know if, again, I don't know specifically if we're going to see that in our, in our, with, on this earth before the rapture. But we know with, for a fact, church, that the U.S. dollar is going to fall and there's going to be one global currency. It's not going to be the U.S. dollar. Is anybody smart enough to know that this morning? The Bible is in no way about America. It's about Israel and the, 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 the nations that are involved in the, in the tribulation are the European Union. In, 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 in the countries like Iraq and Iran and Syria and Saudi Arabia, America's dollar is going to fall. I told you a couple weeks ago about the, US, uh, the Chinese yuan, that is the digital currency. So what I'm trying to say is, more than ever before, 
I believe that it is time to invest into the kingdom of God like never before to trust the Lord with our finances and put less trust, if any trust, in the U.S. dollar. Because, listen to this, when the U.S. dollar loses its value, what are you going to do with it? Did you, did you catch that? What do you, what, here's an example, quick example. In, in uh, other countries like Costa Rica, for example, their dollar, their colonies, sorry, depend on the dollar. And it's gone up and down over the years. But, for example, it's 600 colonies to a dollar approximately right now. And so, like, if you have 5,000 colonies, that sounds like a lot. 5,000 colonies. That's like 10 bucks, 20 bucks. It's not very much. Whatever that, that, that currency becomes that's going to be worldwide, they're going to say what the currency is worth. And I want you to just give this an example. And I, maybe someone has this in the church, and that would be awesome. I'm, I have nothing even in, to scratch the surface. But if you, let's say you had $500,000 in the bank. Okay, 500000 US dollars in the bank for retirement. What if the economy collapses, and now that $500,000 is $500,000? But what if the new currency says that uh, a dollar is, is, is 100000 whatever currency? Do you realize that $500,000 overnight could be $5? Do you get what I'm saying? Overnight. Just, and that it has happened to many countries around the world, by the way, where their currency has totally crashed and they're left with nothing. Again, not to scare you, sow seed. Listen to the Holy Spirit. We're not going to do anything this month for promises. We're not going to ask you to nothing. It's going to be you personally with God catching whatever the Lord tells you to sow seed financially and Jesus cards and tracks and get people to these movies and go out to the square. And I believe the combination of all this, if you catch it, is going to bring forth a harvest we've never seen before because it's going to be supernatural. Amen? I don't usually do this, but would you stand this morning across this place and just stay in this spirit of, of the Holy Spirit here? I can't tell you how clear this is to me in my spirit. And I, and I was reading something. This is the amazing thing about the Word of God. I told Carl this on the way in today, too. To be preaching for 30 years and read a verse I've never... I've, I've obviously read it. How many know you've obviously read it, but you've never seen what... Like I never saw in all the times I've read that story about that one-fifth. And that was something, again, the Lord spoke to me. I can't make that clear enough. I'm not asking anybody else to do that. My job is to preach the gospel and you let the Holy Spirit lead you. But there's another part of Mark 4 that you could read later. And I'm just going to read it real quick. It's, it's a little tiny piece like this and it's like God just threw it in for us to find it. And it says... The kingdom of God, and I have it, but I don't, don't put it up. I just want them to listen. The kingdom of God is as, is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and raise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. Does anybody catch what that's saying? How many know nothing grows overnight? Nothing grows overnight. I mean, it takes time. And he says, he, he himself, actually, go ahead and put it up, Keegan. Mark 4, 27. I want you to see this part. 4, 27. He himself does not know how. Do you see that? 
supernatural. He himself does not. How in the world can we throw seeds into the ground this month and see the greatest harvest in one month we've ever seen? How? Because we don't know how. But my hairs are standing up right now. We don't know how. But we have a God. That's the, that's the coolest thing. For any of you in here that haven't quite caught how cool it is to serve God yet, the coolest thing about serving God is the possibility of a miracle at any moment. Hello. Hallelujah. At any moment. Any moment, any way. I, I, can, I, can, sense, I'm I can sense some of you are catching this. I sense it. I can, I, it's, it's like you're getting it. I feel that. They don't know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, and the, after the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately puts in the, it says immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Can you imagine sowing today and reaping tomorrow? I believe this is what God's going to do for us this month. But it's going to take everybody involved to say simply this. The only thing I ask for you this morning is this. I don't want to know specifics. I don't want to know anything the Lord tells you unless the Lord tells you to tell me. I don't want to know that. I want you to pray to the Holy Spirit and I want you to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Financially and physically and spiritually. Sow seeds. But I'm, it, it, need, it does need to be a conscious effort. You can't walk out of here today and be like, oh, hallelujah, speaking in tongues, and then leave those Jesus cards in your car. you got to get them out. You've got to make a conscious effort every day of this month to sow seeds. Every day. Like you've got to, we've got them over here. And if we, I, if we have a line, if we run out, we'll order more this week. We'll order 5,000 a week if we have to. We'll order and order and order. We're going to throw them out and throw them out and throw them out. And church, I don't know where we're going to put the people. I don't know where we're going to put the people, but that's God's problem. I still, oh, oh Lord, I felt that right there. I still believe we can see that fellowship full of people. I still believe we can see people sitting on the stage. Down here at the altar, there's not even any room for people to come forward people waiting outside to get in because they're so hungry for the word of God and truth I believe that God's going to do what we've been praying for and believing for and asking for and seeing in the spirit but it's going to take a collective effort of sowing, sowing sowing, sowing seeds like we've never sown before and I'll tell you when we get to heaven boy we're going to rejoice so powerfully amen, just, just pray with me Father this morning I thank you for your word I hope and pray I've said everything you wanted me to say and how you wanted me to say it. Oh, I feel your presence. Oh, I feel your spirit on this, God. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for your spirit. It's so real. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for allowing us to be in the kingdom of God. And on this side, and on this team, oh God, we know the enemy's so mad, he's fighting so hard to stop what you want to do. But he's defeated. He's defeated. The blood of Jesus is against him. Oh Father, I pray right now that you are the Lord of the harvest. 
And I pray that right now, by your Holy Spirit, you are speaking this to your people. And God, we will listen and obey. We will do what you tell us to do, Father, whatever it is. We will be obedient. And this is not looking around and asking, what are you doing and how are you doing it? But we'll do it individually as families, as couples, as as single people. We do it what the Lord says. And at the end of the day, we will hear those words, enter in, good, faithful servant. Father, thank you this morning for your anointing that breaks the yokes of bondage sets the captives free heads heads bowed and eyes closed quickly I want to move into just one more thing quickly though this is the most important thing of the whole service it's the reason the lights are on this morning do you know Jesus are you saved are you born again is your name written in the Lamb's book of life how many all across this place could say pastor I'm not saved if I died today I don't know where I'd go I don't know where I'd spend eternity. Please pray for me. Just lift your hand up. Just quickly lift it up and say, I'm not saved. Pray for me. That's me. That's me. All across this place. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're the smartest person in the world, the most blessed person in this world. As they begin to sing a song, I want to ask everybody to come down to this altar. Just come as close as you can, and we're going to pray for this month. Just come, find a place. Stay standing if you would. This is a little different than normal. Come as close as you can. If you want to stay distance from people, that's fine, but please come to the altar. Just find your way. We're going to sing in just a second. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to pray over you. Come on, just come all the way up. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on over here to this. There's room over here. There's plenty of room. You can stay spread out. You don't have to be too close to somebody if you're still afraid. It's okay. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands. I want to pray for you and then we're going to sing. Father, I just bless your people. I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the seed. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.